Welcome to Life Karma. such a good this this is when the beastie boys are just learning how to play instruments and just messing around this has a very good groovy beat sam bracken here ba that song always just puts me in the right mood oh yeah it's very funkadelic man very just like groovy and just like wow yeah, this feels good feels good man welcome oh, welcome what's up brother way. okay guys it's been a, it's been a it's been a week. You know, uh, our listeners jumped up a lot in the last week. So, welcome to all you new people. Indeed, last week was the ego is the enemy. We had some oh. profound shit we talked about. I was a, you know I've started reading that book. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Isn't it good? Ryan Holiday good. book. It's a good book. It's pretty good. You know, I went to church on Sunday for the first time. We did. Yeah, we did. We went. I saw you there, and I was really ticked off in the middle of church really? for two reasons. One. The bishop wasn't covering his nose. Did you see that? <laughs> I'm like, what's up, dude? Did you not read the CDC guidelines? Come on, bitch. Come on, man. I'm like back here for wearing my mask, man. Now, the state president was like, pres- you yeah, know, he, he was wearing it. it. Yeah. No, no, Jake was, no. you know, Jake spoke. My son Jake yeah, reported on his mission. He did a good job. He was, he, was, he was a man. I told Sam this afterwards. He was a man. You could tell he was a man. He delivered. It was cool. A mature, less, a mature talk yeah. a good report it was good then i texted sam during church and i'm like <laughs> of course he's talking about love yes which really bugs the crap out of brian yeah it does bug the crap out of me because once again love does not conquer everything it seems like money does i'm not saying that's right i'm just saying love does not conquer everything sorry people yeah but love um love is powerful oh whatever <laughs> it is powerful. Sure, whatever. You know, we're going to wear your ass. We're going to wear you down on the nah. love thing. We're going to wear you down. So what are we going to talk about this Have week? Have you ever heard of a magazine called Hype Beast? No, I haven't. I see it's in your hand right here. Yes, Hi- now Hype Beast is... Looks like a groovy Yes, groovy it's mag. a nickname for people that are really into shoes or really into... Like sneakerheads kind of thing? Yeah, or clothing. Like they're hype. They're all about like the hype of the clothing, like Supreme, you know, antisocial clothes, you know, all that stuff. Like you're all about the hype. And, but this magazine's amazing. Now, this is uh, issue 23. <clears throat> and there's an article in here about someone that deconstructs shoes and then kind of rebuilds them or, or like adds things to them. It's really cool. It does all his own sewing and everything. And then he has a quote in here. It says, all these creations aren't an end result. They're a base for the next steps. And I was thinking to myself, why do we treat so many things in life as an end result? And not as a base to continue to move forward. That's very interesting. I and, like that. Yeah. And it was like, for instance, I was like, okay, yeah, when I got to law school, I'm going to get a job. And then boom, I'm done. I got a job. I'm making money. That's it. No, that's not the end result. I think too many times in our lives, we want these end results. And then we expect like almost some type of fulfillment or we expect something that we don't get. And then we look for something else towards an end result. Yeah. So um, the way I would articulate something like that is that when you learn something new and then you own it, then it becomes something different because you have your spin on it. Right. Like, so today I did some whiteboard coaching to a group of people and um, I had this idea in my head from a lot of fragmented books and thoughts that I've, what I've worked through. And all of a sudden I just, I laid it out. And just explained to everybody had a coaching session. It was freaking killer, but it was mine. Yes, it was my because it had my pivot on it. 
mm-hmm. had my my lens on it, which was different than the where I gathered this, right? And um, there's something powerful about when you take a principle you may learn from someone else and you make it your own. Right. And I think what I what I got the the vibe was from from this article that you're reading about was the guy gets these shoes, he deconstructs and then he builds them into something that he thinks it's cooler, mm-hmm. right? So he he learns from that and then does expression and creativity off that. Right, but that's not his end result. No, it's not. It's just like it's a process, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that's um, that goes back to that we're all unique and we're all different. We all have we all have the ability to make limitless contributions if we see it that way. Yeah, I mean, what's the last thing that you thought? Okay, I made it, or that's the end of that. Unfortunately, I've never thought that once. Oh, of course, he hasn't. Because I'm I'm cursed by it. Right? Oh, okay, you what get about a, getting married? Well, I got married right to the yeah. right woman in the right place at the yeah. right time. Then I get um. Well, I got my my I got my degree. I was the first person yeah, in all my school. Right, chose a school, got a got a um, a degree, graduated with honors from a great university. Um, first person in all my family to ever do that. Right? right, right. Got married to the right woman at the right time in the right circumstances. Then I got my MBA. You know, then I'm, I had, a, then I got a job, then I got my MBA, then I had success career, you know, but I, I n- I've never felt like I've arrived. Yeah. So what, what is, what is our obsession though with, okay. So arriving, I think that's the same thing as an end. What is our obsession with that? Why are we not realizing there is no end? I mean, that's the real question I have in my mind is like, why, why, why am I always obsessed? Like, I don't know. People always say, oh, if I was a millionaire, right. Or if I lived here or I lived there. That's or, if the only, that's if I'd be happy if. Matter right, of fact, but the, 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 but the that's happy what we're gonna is call, that end result. That's right? what we're going to call this podcast. I'd be happy if. I'd yeah. be happy if I had this money. Right. I'd be happy if. Right. But, that, but that's their end result, right? Is the happy. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, and then you, you get your degree or you get married or you get this and you're like, shoot, now my definition of happy is different. Because now... I'll be happy when I get a good job or I'll be yeah. happy when I get whatever. Yeah. You'll be constantly chasing. I used to call this the cool you. I used to do these talks to kids. I'm like, if you chase cool, you're going to lose yeah, <laughs> true. because all um, I said, if you chase cool, you're going to lose because it's, it's set by all the trend centers and you'll follow. I said, it's better to set cool, to be cool yeah. and define cool as you define it. And don't chase something that's, that you think is cool, be cool, right? right? And I know that's an old word. Um, I guess that yeah, um, they, we're, we're be dope, be fresh, be, be hype, sick. be beast, be, be sick, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Um, but it's like, don't chase it, be it. Set your own standard. Um, you know, this I'd be happy if is a bunch of bull crap. It is. There, there's no such thing. There really no, is. Happiness is found in, in the fulfillment of our purpose and meaning. But then, right? I mean, yeah, so I was thinking about that. Which is a process, not an event. It's not some event. But there's no end to it either. Right, right. See, I'd be happy if is, is it makes it sound like if, the, if only this thing would happen, an event, they don't understand that happiness is a, is a lifelong process where you're course correcting and you're working no. and moving and learning well, and it growing. Changes. It changes. Right. Well, but then it made me think of this you now is because I like to collect things. Yes, you are a freaky collector. Yeah, so like... Uh, audience, um, my man Brian has, I think it's probably, I don't know, I would say a thousand sneakers. It's ridiculous it how many sneakers you have. But it's... You but are a collector. Was, right, sneakers. but then I was thinking of that. I was like, how does this apply? Because 
Am I looking for an end? Okay, so it, my sneaker collecting became really bad after my father passed away. It was a coping mechanism. It was a coping Correct. mechanism because I was trying to find happiness, right? I mean, I can look back now and figure that out. But so do I collect because I'm looking for that happiness in something smaller or whatever? I mean, is that why? I don't know. I'm just, but it made me really think about why it tried to try to look at my motivations for certain things. Well, I mean, your dad was a collector of like things. He was like, we've had these ancient books in here. We've talked about his card collections, right? His, you know, yeah. your, your, your kids are collectors. Yes. And you were a collector of cards. Yeah. And you're a collector of sneakers and you're a collector of cool shit. I mean, you just collect stuff. Yeah. Like all this. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. It's like, it's so much fun. The chase is fun. Yeah, I mean it's really fun. You get um, you get hyped by it. With me, I don't collect shit. I know. Like so what I collect what, is why though. Like tell so me, tell, here, tell me your thought process there. So with me, like you know how you go after sneaks and you go after cards and cool stuff and elite stuff, supreme stuff and cool limited edition sneakers and watches and all that kind of stuff. I go for um, cool creative gear, photography, videography. Like I want to create beauty. You want to collect beauty. So no, it's, I think we both have a similar passion, but yeah. I'm like trying to make cool shit and you're trying to uh, collect cool shit. And I think it's probably driven by the same motive. All right. There's a sense of but, uh, joy yeah, and fulfillment. I, I don't think I can create cool shit. I think that's the difference. Well, yeah, I, it's part of my skill set, no, right? You, I'm you sort of artistic. Yeah, and, you have that skill set. Uh, I, I, that is one skill set I wish I had. You're more creative than you think. You've designed some cool shit, some teas yeah, that we have. No, I'm sorry, but you. I think you're just beginning to be creative. I honestly Where's think. I think I see. I see a shift. I see a shift from you going to collector to creative, and I see a shift mm. in me going from creative to collector. It's like we're rubbing off on each other. Oh, I was gonna say, it's very like, disturbing. It's like the best compliment <laughs> I've gotten in a long time. But I'm going from collector to creative because I. My fear is that I won't. That shirt you designed, that Floyd shirt you designed, yeah. that was sick as Which hell. Is coming. It's Which dropping, coming. but yeah. that was just beautiful. I'm like, oh my, this is cool. Like the last five shirts you've designed, I've just been stellar. They're well, just sick. It's taken 40 crappy ones in between. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, think about how many shirts you've designed in the last two years, at least 200. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm just There's telling you. some really crappy ones. And, and there've been right. crappy ones, but now... What's happening is the crappy ones are getting less and less and the cool ones are getting more and more because you're pray. getting better at it. We can only pray. No, I'm like, there's, there's some, there's some shirts you, you created before. I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna wear that. <laughs> <laughs> I just spit out my bar shoe beer. <laughs> I'm trying to drink it. Drink it. Like, yeah, I'm wearing that. I'm all fine. Yeah, fine. But, Sam, but you're right. I haven't, you're done, right. I haven't done that in at least a year. I love everything you're making. No, but it's true though. Like even I've put on a shirt before and I'm like, yeah, no. I'm not wearing like that. what the frick was I thinking? Yeah, that alien hat you designed—that's some cool shit, man. I love oh, that. Oh man, thing. I love aliens. Have we dropped that yet? No, but oh, we it's need so to, cool. <laughs> we do need. To I need that. to get. I asked Jen to get me a sweatshirt so I could do a big embroidery. Yeah, what is Jen doing then? Jen, get she to said it. She get me something. Anyway, oh, whatever. Aliens are real, I guess, from Brian's perspective. I believe that aliens are real too. Yeah, just definition crap. of terms is what he thinks an alien is, <laughs> and what like, I think an alien is a different. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Sam believes it's God or something. I don't I'd know. I'd be happy if I saw an alien in a. So my son Ben. That's an interesting. Okay, so my, my son yes. Ben's a rocket scientist, right? So yeah, he now literally guys. He literally. literally he works for Northrop Grumman, and he has to have the highest civilian security clearance. Uh, in the process, Q. Start, Q? Yeah, yeah, it's high. <laughs> Is it Q? I don't know if it's Q. I don't know anything about it. 
but like he's had to, he's had to go, he's had to document where he's lived in the last eight years everywhere. Hmm. That's a lot. That is because he lived in like Mexico, Mexico city. Then he lived right. in Albuquerque. Then he lived in all over the place. But, um, but this is what I told him. I said, okay. I said, I will give you good remarks when they call me and interview me and ask me if you're my son or if you're an alien or whatever, yeah. I will give them, I'll, I will make you get a good score, but you have to make one commitment to me I like that. with that high security clearance. If you, if you see evidence of aliens, actual aliens, you must tell me because Brian believes in them and I don't. And you got to come clean what with me. He goes, I can't do that. Dad. Oh, of course he did. Cause he has high character. I'm like, I son know, of a, I know. Listen, let's torture him. <laughs> 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 When he's high enough, let's torture him. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like Ben is, ben is so funny because Ben is the most honest human being that I've ever met in my life besides probably Jake. God, I hate those honest suckers. I know there's some like, they couldn't be dishonest so if they annoying. tried. Like he couldn't lie to you if he tried. I know, I hate that. That doesn't make my life exciting at all. Yeah, I know. Let me ask you this. So, it, it, and I know you don't believe in I'd be happy if, but if you, if I had to say, okay, Sam, tell me one thing that, You'd be happy if what? I know. I know you don't believe in it. I'm just saying. I'd be happy if I could just let go and be okay with what I have. Mm. If I could learn to just have enough and be okay with enough, I'd be happy. I, um, I read this book again today. The creating influence by yeah. Deepak. Chopra. Yeah, I read it again today, and um, and I just need to let it. I'd be happy if I could just let go of all that shit, that need for material possession, and affluence, mm -hmm. because and just let it come to me. If I could figure that out, yeah. Well, that's true happiness, that's, though. That's what Deepak says, right? So that's yeah. what he says in the book. He says, happiness is just knowing it. You don't have to stress yourself out to do it. Just know it, and it comes to you. I'm like, I've never, ever believed that. And I'm trying to believe it now. It's a hard, it's. No, I mean, that's a pretty, that was an intense question you asked. Yeah, me. that was. And it was, was like right at my core. It was in my core, right? Because yeah. my core is like, you, you get what you get and you don't throw a fit and you work your ass off for everything you get. And so yeah. work and get my, gather Because you're an athlete. Right. <laughs> that's what, that's where that comes from. Right. It is. I mean, you know, in the last like six months, I've found myself being less materialistic and I like it and I don't like it. It's really weird to be honest with you. It's super weird because I'm like, I used to, I haven't bought like another pair of sneakers probably like a couple months. No, I haven't bought a pair of sneakers in like a couple months. I usually was buying like 10 a week. You're lying. I'm dead serious. No, you're lying that you haven't bought sneakers in two months because you always buy sneakers. I haven't. I haven't even ordered any. So I've seen you buy the sneakers and then this, and then I've seen you start buying watches. Yep. And start like, you always have something you're interested I in. I have nothing right now. Hmm. I've had nothing for two months. Hmm. It's freaking me out a little. I'll be honest with you. It's freaking me out a little bit. Yeah. But are I you finding no it uncomfortable or like, it's not, it's like a drug. So you're not getting the dopamine rush. Do you think you have this like dopamine, dopamine rush kind of stuff? No, because here's the weird benefactor of it. I have felt more creative by not wanting my normal materialistic things, mm -hmm. which I found really super weird because I'm like, okay, I don't feel like buying a pair of shoes. Why don't I feel like buying a pair of shoes? Okay. I don't feel like buying a watch. Why do I not feel like, you know, you know, it's, it's interesting. You said that because, okay, 
So we, I identified at the beginning of our little conversation here, I identified this idea that creativity, creating beauty, photography or videography or kind of drone stuff or that that fills a need. It's a coping mechanism for me and it gives me a dopamine rush. You identified that you collect stuff, right? It gives you the yes. same exact feeling. Correct. So what's happening is you're transitioning to creative and you're finding that it fills the same need. And you maybe not, maybe not my, my insight may, may or may not be insight, but maybe, maybe you don't need it as much because the creativity is filling because you've designed a shirt a week for the last five weeks. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, I would say, and you, maybe you haven't bought sneakers, but you've done some creative stuff and yeah. it's been pretty damn cool. Yep. And I'm like, maybe that's giving you the dopamine rush that you, yeah, you maybe. haven't had. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's replacing it. it is what my my point is maybe yeah. it's just replacing it. Yeah, maybe I found something else. Yeah. And then and then I'm doing the opposite. I'm like, shit, I need some cash. I need money. I'm like, I gotta buy shit. I gotta get. I gotta. So I'm going. This, yeah, I'm going no, right to materialism. It. I get it. And uh, and but uh, materialism is easier, or it is for me, because you have the green thumb, man. You just sort of can make money. Well, well, let me let me take it back to college. Let me take it back to college. This is I don't know if I've ever told you this story. This was really depressing. And this is going to sound weird to our viewers, but just hear me out on this. Okay. I'm a college kid. And to make extra money, I go to like your local savers or whatever, find books. And then I resell them online, like Amazon. This back in the day when Amazon only did books. Right. And I'm making good money. Buying like thrift store books yeah, and reselling them. On, yeah. I found rare. I find rare books. Like I know what, you know what I mean? You know what to look for. I know what to look for. And so I'm like reselling books. And, you know, because I'm an English major in college and that's what we do. Um, anyway, so I, I, you know, I got like five, six hundred bucks in my pocket and in college. That's like a million. Hmm. Yeah, man. You can go out to eat at freaking McDonald's every day. But, you know, I, I like to hang out by myself in college. So I'm by myself <laughs> and I'm like, I want to go buy something. Like, let's, I'm going to go buy something. So I go to Target and I walk into Target and I look in all the sections and I'm like, oh, I have everything I want from this store because I was just in here a couple of days ago and a couple of days before that. And it was depressing that I could not spend my money. And you wanted to go spend it. And I wanted to go buy something. Yeah. I am not afraid to spend money. No, but I'm not either. You know this. I'm not afraid no, to spend no, you money. Spend money yeah. But I couldn't find anything I wanted. Yeah. And that was super depressing to me. You know, it's interesting because Deepak, um, he, 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 he says money cash needs to flow like blood yes it's fascinating to me it's like you need to you need to spend it to get it and need cash needs to be liquid yeah. like your blood and right. i'm like yeah wow yeah you know uh, if you need money just it'll materialize where it's coming from to you right and i've just never thought about that i've always had i've always thought you have to just work your ass off to get the money because you can't get money for nothing but people get money for nothing all the time all the time how did Nancy Pelosi make millions of dollars? That's a great. It question. wasn't because she's like a model, no. good looking or anything. Or no, that's far from the truth. No, or someone, she, someone said on Twitter, describe a nightmare in two words, and I put Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> Nancy, we don't mean any harm to you. It's not nothing personal. No. We just think you're freaking nature. I think Nancy and Joe Biden are siblings. <laughs> At least that they, would be funny. <laughs> wouldn't that be weird if you like some genealogy? You my brother that? Joe. Here's my brother Joe. <laughs> Dude, that's some funny shit right there. Nancy uh, Pelosi and Joe Biden being 
oh brother and sister. They are sort of brother and sister. Well, they are, but can you imagine Nancy Pelosi as an older sister? Like oh, if she no, was your older sister? And her children are like uh, Cortez and like all the, the Fab Five, you know, the, those are other kids. Oh Joe, gosh, Joe and Nancy's yes. kids are these <laughs> radical leftists in Congress. Uh, <laughs> okay, that's just really oh weird. I know gosh. people are going to be really hating me on that I one. I know, but it's funny. It's super funny, though. Well, can you imagine Trump as an older brother? I mean, we can go here with the Republicans. Or too. Grandpa. Hey, or, Grandpa Trump. Oh, my God. Yeah, why are you orange? You look yeah. like an Oompa Loompa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How many times did you go tanning today, Grandpa Trump? <laughs> Why does your hair look all freaky? Oh, my gosh. Does Ivanka have any kids? Does anybody have, does, oh, Trump Jr. does. Right, right. I mean, Trump's kids are beautiful and smart oh, and articulate. Geez. I'm like... Let's talk about kids. Deepak for a second. I went to letter K, and I thought this was interesting. K stands for the fact that organizing power is inherent in knowledge. Organizing power is inherent in knowledge. Knowledge of any kind gets metabolized spontaneously and brings about a change in awareness from where it is possible to create new realities. For example, becoming familiar with the knowledge in this book will spontaneously create the conditions for wealth. And that's why, that's why I read the book today. Because <laughs> of that promise right there. That's exactly why I read yes. the book. I have it underlined. Yeah, it's like, wait a minute. As, I mean, but seriously, it's really, it's, the times I've made the most money are when the times I haven't been trying to make the most money in the sense of what I'm saying is I've been going around becoming more content. And then I think of something that can make me more money. So the times that I've made most money, mm -hmm. um, have been when I've been the most creative, like just off the hook, crazy. Yeah. That the, could be knowledge. Yeah. Most creative applying not so creativity, I think is, is, is unique, um, application of knowledge. Right. In a yes. unique way. To yes. me, that's creativity. Right. Yeah. Finding answers to questions that aren't readily available in a, in a creative, unique way yeah, is what is know, what builds yeah. abundance. And, you know, it's interesting. It is interesting because it's uh, it's counterintuitive to the logical mind. De everything in that Deepak book is counterintuitive. I've now given away 10 copies of this book. 10. I wonder if like six of them have read it, I think. Really? I've, yeah, read one four, of them, I've read it five times already in two weeks or well, three weeks. I can't remember. I wonder if one of the guys is listening because he did not follow Deepak over the weekend. And I admonished him he wasn't following Deepak, even though he's one that I gave the book to and he read it. He he was buying a watch for his 40th birthday in Vegas over okay, the weekend. Right. And he was having a hard time buying it because he thought he could get a better deal somewhere else. Really? So luxury and opulence. He doesn't have the luxury, the kind of... Be spoil yourself, luxury. Live in luxury. Yeah. That's L, luxury. Yeah, it is. It's uh, yeah. I mean, languish in luxury is what he says. I think L is. Isn't that yeah. it? Yeah, I think you're right. And languish in luxury. I was like, I, dude, spend the freaking money. You're there for your 40th birthday. Yeah. Don't be a discount. Of. If you discount it, then you're gonna the affluence. The creating affluence won't work for you. Just no. pay full boat retail on That's it. That's right. Man. It always comes back around. Karma. You know. I think. Let's see. L stands for love and luxury. Yeah. Love yourself. Love your customers. Love your family. Love everybody. Love the world. Oh, love. I love came up there again. Sorry. Whatever. Luxury. The love of luxury. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say the next sentence, but I am gonna say it for the listeners. But I don't hear this. This is there is no power stronger than love. <laughs> I'm not listening to that. Also, <laughs> Deepak says, and it must be true. It's opt luxury as a lifestyle. Luxury is our natural state. Our natural state. Adopting luxury as a lifestyle sets the preamble, the preconditions for the flow of wealth. Yeah, because the flow of wealth and money, right? Because it's a flow. Yeah. So did your friend buy it or did he not? No. 
Oh, you're kidding. No, me. I was like, dude, just, he lost that opportunity. Yeah, he even knew. He even, I haven't warned him. I was like, dude, he's like, well, I think I can save like 30%. And I'm like, and so now he's home. He still doesn't have the watch because he ordered it from someone else that doesn't have this. Or that. And I'm like, oh, dude, like you had it on your wrist. It's you your 40th birthday. It. Yeah, it's your 40th. Like that's a big deal. That's the reason you went to Vegas was to because all the, the watch stores are there. Listen, dude, I love you. You know I love you, but I'm just saying you you did you violated the rules of Deepak. He's trying to get a deal on it. Yeah, because right? something in his DNA, which I know we talked about that, but yeah. something in his DNA, like he can't do it without getting a deal. And I'm always suspicious of the deal. Like when it comes to sneakers, I'm like, no, 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 I'm gonna pay what it's worth because right. I'm afraid otherwise yeah, it's it, fake. How can you get something that's elite and high quality if because the, the things that are the highest quality, we're trying to teach Jake this right now, right? Mm -hmm. Don't mm -hmm. don't discount your work. Don't give deals on your work because then you just discount yourself. Do the highest caliber and quality of work, and then you won't have to discount it. And then that's right. It's your premium. And so when when you expect everybody else to discount you, like before we started the podcast today, yeah. we had a conversation. It's like um, you wanted you, you you're fine with making. For, the deal that we were working on yes. for someone to make money. Uh, I believe it's it was the, It was the messing with you. Yeah, don't mess with me. And that made the, the deal blow up. Well, I can hear everybody over there. It's like, oh, yeah, that's, I'm sure, you know, if I had the money, blah, blah, blah. See, by people even complaining something like that, let me tell you people what you're doing. You're limiting yourself. When you say to somebody, well, if, if I, if I, I'd be happy if, but it's almost like, if I this or that, then I, I, I would totally spend the money. So you know what I have to say for those people who say I'd be happy if mm -hmm. I had more money. I'd be happy if I had a family or if I had the right good marriage or if. Yes. You know, and you know my, my response to them is, um, why don't you just be happy right now? Or go get it. Go get I'd it. be happy if. Why don't you just live in happiness? Why don't you just embrace happiness now? Yes, because even when, if you go get that thing, you're still going to not be happy until you get something yeah. else. And so you need to embrace who you are and be okay with it and find happiness. Right. So I think the people that live, they, they say, if I'm, I'd be happy if live in bitterness. And I, they don't live in betterness. They don't, they don't live in this place that says, I'm going to learn from failure. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to adjust and I'm going to be better because of it. Because that in, in its state improves human performance and that creates a state of happiness that you're doing the best you can in whatever your circumstances are. You're going to fail. Of course you are. But guess what that means? I mean, this is what I always try to teach my kids. It's so great if you fail because now you've learned something. Yeah. So have you ever heard this term, failure's not an option? Yes. Right, okay, I think that's Sports. bullshit. I think it's bullshit. Well, of course it what, is. What's not an option, it should be this. Not learning and course correcting from failure is not an option. That's, that's right. what it should be. That's correct. Because, because failure is going to happen. Right. Anybody that says that failure is not an option doesn't recognize the failures that they've had. <laughs> right. Right. Like yeah. any great competency I've had, any great skill set that I have today was learned through fail repeated failure. Yeah, exactly. And uh, what happens is you when you try and fail and try and fail and try and fail, you Z out and you lose your mind. That's yeah. called when you do something over and over again and you expect a different result. Einstein said that was insanity. That what, what I was teaching people today, which was really fluid and sounded really cool, is like when you try, fail, try, fail, try, fail, you get burnt out on that and you Z out and you give up. Right. What I suggest is try, fail, learn, yeah. adjust to win. Adjust, then it, yes. that, that it's learn, adjust to win that pulls you out of the try, fail cycle and the bitter cycle because that's where bitterness is found. Right. That's where insanity is found in the try, fail, try, fail, try, right. fail because your willpower wanes. 
you're doing the same old shit, expecting a different result, and you're going to fail. So why don't you learn from those failures and you say, hmm, how's this working out for me? While I'm failing, I may need to do a different approach. Right. right? I mean, if I, um, and I used to find value in material things early in my life, and, and then I lost a lot of material things, and I said, well, that's not, that doesn't bring happiness. But you were the same person after you lost them. I did. I was the same person. And the weird thing is, I, I got uh, more abundant than I ever thought I would be. After? Was, yeah, after. Mm. After I lost everything. It's interesting. You know, when I was 40 years old, I lost everything. Right. All my retirement, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like, it was just brutal. I can't I, even imagine it. Because, yeah, I'm turning I had to start 40. over. I'm turning 40 this year. And you I are. can't imagine that. We're going to have a pack. We're going to have a black. I'm going to buy a watch. I'm going to start saving. I've been saving for 10 years. And I'm going to buy a watch. <laughs> Me and Sam like to buy watches on New Year's Eve. Yes. It's a new tradition. I was very, I was very uh, satisfied with the watch that he bought. New tradition. Yeah. yeah I think. So. I think. <laughs> but the point is, it took me losing everything to realize I had everything. That's profound shit. That's profound, but I, I don't know. I, I mean, I have... I everything have, material. Yeah. I didn't it, lose my family. I guess... Uh, Go to Joe. Okay, Job's a good example. Job was the richest, yeah. he was the richest man in, in his nation, right? Yeah. And in one day, right, he loses his family, all of his wealth, and he's scourged with boils and sickness. And his friends, his friends tell him to curse God and die. And what does he do? He shaves his head, he gets in sackcloth and ashes, and he just praises God all the day long. And he doesn't, he doesn't waver. No. And what eventually happens? He becomes, he gets tenfold what he has before. I feel bad that his family had to die for that. No, she, yeah, me too, me too. That's some bullshit. I don't, like, I don't understand that at all. And then the whole white, like how God and the devil had a deal. Like I yeah. don't get that either. Like they're like in the like casino. God's gonna have a deal with the you know he's gonna yeah, we're like gonna the, gamble with Joe. Gamble with Joe. Yeah, I think that's left for interpretation. I think biblical scholars think it different. I think there's different ways to interpret that story. Well, I think the pro, the story probably evolved. Oh, really? Like Lilith and the Adam oh, and Eve. I love stuff. Lilith. Adam and Eve. Do you think Lilith was hot? I mean, oh, she's really the first woman before Eve. She's got to be smoking hot and she's got to be smart. Yeah. And she was, it sounds like she was a little too smart for Adam. He got pissed off and failed on her. She probably beat him in like dominoes or something like, or she probably had the same amount of ribs and stuff and wanted to be equal. Equal. That's right. Kim and I had an equal conversation today. Oh, no. no, Wow. I think it was good. I think it was a healthy conversation. You do. Yeah. Well, that means she probably thinks it wasn't healthy. Then. Oh, shit. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. I'd be happy if she oh felt. My no, I didn't kill me. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, That's funny. Well, something funnier. I had someone send me a sticker today that says uh, it had a picture of Sasquatch and it said the ultimate social distancer. <laughs> oh, he's isolated. Sasquatch is isolated. He, he definitely stays six feet away. Yeah. One of my favorite commercials are those Jack Link's commercials where like the Sasquatch oh, is like beating the yes. shit out of things. Super yes. funny. Whoever the creative team that created that, there's some funny shit right there. Yeah, man. they That's, don't have materialistic things to be that creative. That's super funny. That oh, is like wild and great. crazy funny. <laughs> super so funny. Do you believe in Bigfoot? No. Absolutely. Oh my well, gosh, you believe in nothing. I believe, I believe the people that have big feet. Oh, screw it, man. You, Bigfoot's real. You know big, that's real. Right, whatever. Come to my house after I want to show you something that will prove it. Yeah, let's just put that in your pipe and smoke it. I'm going to show you after this show's over, we're going to walk over to my house. I'm going to show you something that proves it. Yeah. You're messed up right now, aren't you? 
There's no way in hell. I'm oh, not going to believe it. You, you can, want to put some money down on this? You can give me evidence about <laughs> oh. Bigfoot. I'm like, okay. a large 10-foot hairy yes, creature. Yes, I am. That lives in Yep, you know what you're going to do? Places. You're going you're gonna to admit next time we come on and do a podcast that I was right. Yeah, whatever. No, I'm I serious. doubt. I, I doubt. Dude, so I'm much. pretty skeptical about shit like that. <laughs> U stands, U stands for understanding the unity bet- behind all diversity oh that's good that's really relevant right yes, now it is. i think diversity is really needed and we can be unified but right now we're being um polarized with diversity i had a great conversation with my brother-in-law today who's african-american yeah, about reparations really oh what's his feeling on that he actually agrees with we both have the same feeling i shouldn't say he agrees with me because he had the same thoughts that i did is that money reparations wouldn't do anything. What we need to do is fix the inner city schools, the, the, the education. We need to teach African-American and other minority kids about you know, how to create wealth the right way. It's not if you're a rapper, an athlete, uh, all these other, it's not quick money. It's about building generational wealth, like owning a home, uh, getting an education, you know, being in safe neighborhoods because you now have a good job because you have an education and because you own a home, you know, simple things like that hmm. need to be taught and we need to be putting money into those like the orange duffel bag. We need to be putting money into those. Yeah. We need to invest in the future of young people's lives that have a hard go of it so they can change their trajectory. This is what I think a lot of Americans don't understand. And I'm talking to everybody, white, black, whatever. The, the more educated, the more better you make every race, the better life will be for every race. Yeah, this is, this is why in the Orange Duffel Bag Initiative, we, our whole foundation is built on education, higher learning. Yes. Because um, ignorance is the enemy of choice, change, and achievement. And uh, awareness creates more choices. The more aware you are, the more choices you have. Yes. The more aware you are, the more opportunities you have, and the more open you are to achievement. And it's like, I don't, ignorance has never done much people any good. Well, no, and I, and I posted something on Facebook today, and this is what made him call me. Because, and I might have used the wrong word, I'm not sure if I did or not, but I said, I do, I do not believe that any individual should be punished for the sins of their bloodline. Yeah, I, I saw that. I believe an individual should be punished for the sins they have committed. If you believe otherwise, please tell me why. I will not take personal shots at you. I want to have an intelligent conversation. I want to see where we really disagree. Yes. Now, Sarah Voss, who we've had on our show. Oh, yeah. She's a feminist. Yes. She was on the feminist yes, show. She's a fantastic human. Yeah. Love and her. She, she commented this. This is a complicated issue with a complicated past. <clears throat> and I, I brought up Lincoln, right? That, yeah, of course. She said, even though Lincoln awarded, you know, the the 40 acres and a mule and he was assassinated, President Johnson came in and repealed that piece of legislation. And I had brought that up earlier in another comment. But this technically ended Reconstruction, which was mandated and protected by federal agents. The other aspects not mentioned here are how ill-equipped the formerly enslaved were. Many had been separated from mothers, fathers, siblings, whatnot, because the education of the enslaved was in most cases illegal and punishable for some death. Many could not read or write. I agree with all this, but let's see. Can you begin to imagine this? What she says to me, can you begin to imagine what living in uncertainty and terror would do to the pursuit of achieving more than your oppressors think you should? 
the preservation of life, yours and those people you love would certainly weigh heavily on that, <clears throat> on what was worth pursuing. So anyway, she goes further, American dream. Um, but she brings up a lot of things that I had talked about in the sense of it's about, it's not, she says it's not about financial repayment. It's about education. It's about these other things. Do you know what I mean? Like things yeah. that we should be doing for them. I, I, I believe it is about education. Yes. And I believe it is about growing awareness and learning. It's see what we're trying to get them out of is this try fail cycle that leads to insanity and uh, it's disruption and anarchy. Yes. To, uh, to get out of that cycle, the mad cycle into learning adjustment and winning. Imagine if people were fascinated by differences instead of just disgusted by them. Right now, we have a political landscape where people are disgusted by different points of view. Like, how ridiculous is that? No, they want to shoot people. Like, how ridiculous is that? I mean, the, the like, if you see it differently, I'm fascinated by that. I want to understand yes. why you see it differently. Yeah, That's exactly. what you call an intelligent conversation. Yes, change my mind. I, I don't yeah. mind being wrong. I, I don't, don't either. If, if you bring up a point that I think is more correct than mine, then I will agree yeah. with your point. See, it's the ignorance that drives that drives the fear to, to polarize differences. If you were not ignorant, if you were just fascinated and you want to learn from every human being that you have interaction with, which is like a thirst for knowledge, right? Yes. It's checking your ego at the door because you're not full of fear and weird shit. Um, you, heaven forbid someone teach you, right? But, but they don't want to be wrong. I think there's a real general sense that and fear that people have of being wrong and so they only associate with people that make them feel right yeah but it's impossible to be right 100 of the time they don't believe that i really well I, they're wrong I like they, but that's they, where they, 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 they may they find like-minded people that's the problem yeah, that's the problem it's like the white people behind the gated area that all think the same and all go to the same church that all have the same privilege they have no way of understanding people who live across town that have different cultures different church different socioeconomic status or maybe they do because they came from that well like i would i would say you that would. i came from that yeah you would understand yeah but i haven't i haven't lived in that kind of environment no for a very but i'm long just time. saying like i mean i find it i can't even tolerate it i can't even tolerate that shit well, the, but, the, but the, i think it has a ptsd no it uh, definitely has a trauma thing yeah PTSD it definitely has a thing. trauma like, you know, yeah. I, like i get super uncomfortable yeah, there's no way when there's like squalor and shit around yeah them. no not for you <laughs> No, but a guy, it took me a long time to get out of that. I don't yes, want to go back. That's what I'm saying. Not, not for you. That's not going to work out. Yeah, that's funny. yeah, but you know, I'd be happy if I got out of the hell hole. Well, guess what? I got out of the hell hole, but it had but nothing he, to do with my happiness. But here's the thing I brought up with uh, my brother-in-law. As I said, in a way we've, we've been doing reparations for a long time. I just, maybe we haven't done them correctly or as much as we should. But I said to him, I said, listen, if you and I have the same GPA, the same grades, the same test scores, the same everything. You're getting into Harvard before I do because you're an African-American male. Yeah, but and he, I'm who's going to pay for Harvard? That would be his point. Right. Well, I may get into Harvard. Who's going to pay the 85000 a year to get me through Harvard? Well, that's why we have financial aid that's open to anybody at that school anyways. That's true. But that's my point is like and we have Title IX. Right. Here's the thing, though. Think about this. Maybe I'm ignorant in my asking this question, but are American Indians... Listen, if you're American Indian, there's financial reparation. Like if you're an American Indian, I think it's like if you are up to an eighth of an American Indian, you get all your collegiate post-secondary education paid for. Yes. It's paid for by the government. 
So if you're, if you're, yeah, but the government is purpose, in my opinion, has purposely created an aspect where there's not going to be many Indian people left. Well, I understand, but they have financial reparation, right? They have they reservations. Do. They're not, they're not held by constitutional law. They have different laws. They have different let me tell taxation. Think, they have, let me tell you what I think the opportunities for education, but they still have to struggle. We didn't take America away from African Americans. We took them away from the Indians, yes. uh, American Indians. Oh, we, we robbed them. Yes. We robbed the American Indians of their possessions, and we robbed the African Americans of their freedom. Correct. Right. And we robbed a bunch of people. And you know what, by the way? When we came over here, we were the slaves. Like the white people from Ireland and these other European countries, they, they escaped slavery. Maybe not 100% correct, but there was definitely... Like, people were troubled and treated like shit when they came over here. Oh, yeah. There was definitely... I mean, the classes of human beings was a lot worse than it is today. Oh, yeah. Totally. You couldn't... The caste systems in Europe, you couldn't get out of the caste no. systems. If you're born poor, you're going to stay poor. But in, in in Europe, how you build wealth is you own property. And yeah. You own property yes. over genera intergenerational yes. property, right? Here, right. you know, was the... Here we have, and we have a lot of programs that here's a problem with one of the programs went too far and that's what caused the housing bubble. Do you know what I mean? So obviously we've tried certain things and failed and some things have worked just not as good as we want them to. But I don't think there's, I think in a way people think that we're not doing reparations, but I believe we are, we can, but we can get better. There's be, there are better things that we can do. You know, in the end, I think we need to treat each other right. We need to treat each other. I thought you were going to say love. No, well, that's part of it. Always know, part of it. But like it, we're we're right at like the time here. But I think when you to love your neighbor and uh, love your neighbor and love others, um, love yourself and love your neighbor as yourself, I think solve a lot of problems. To treat yeah, people absolutely. with respect and dignity, I think really helps a lot. And I think um, um, I'd be happy if is a deception. I think when you wake up and you love yourself, you love others, you serve others, you listen to them, you value their differences, and you are okay in the moment, you live in the now, in the moment, and you're, you're, you're happy with enough, um, it's, it's way different than I'd be happy if yeah. I had some possession or some achievement or some event. Because happiness is a process of living your life, living, learning, and becoming a better human being. Well, and happiness is making sacrifices now for future generations. Right. That's the other thing. I mean, no, that's a really good point. Sacrifice, making a sacrifice for your children or whatever, that they can have a better place is happiness. That is one I of would, the factors. I would agree with that as so. we're going out. So peace out, people. We love you. Be safe out there. Be safe. And uh, I'd be happy if we had 10 million listeners on our podcast. 10 billion. 10 billion. I'd be happy if no. I'm I'm just happy with the process of doing this. This is a really enjoyable thing that we do every week, and I'm, I hope we provide value to someone. Just in one person, we'll be happy. <laughs> but these microphones sound good today. They do. Yeah, Beastie Boys will take us out. Just find a way to relax and be happy. Be happy. Live in the happiness. Live in, create affluence, and accept happiness. Peace out, life karma out. Have a wonderful week. Sacrifice brings happiness. <laughs> <laughs>